Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Look alive! It's showtime! Now live from the Bryant and Stratton College Athletic Studios, it's Chuck and Winkler on the fan. So shut up and listen. Doors open in three, two, one. Chuck and Winkler served up by Perkins Restaurant and Bakeries. I'm Bart Winkler. That's Chuck Freeman, Ryan Horvat. As well, 414-799-1250, the number to reach us throughout the day. Matt Velasquez on the Great Midwest uh, Bank phone line here. So you'll just have to wait a few minutes to get in if if you'd like to. Ben Wurgle will join us, 840, talk some Badgers and what they're playing for at this point as far as their football team. Ryan Wood, Green Bay Press Gazette, 920. But we've been talking Bucks. They've got a big one tonight against the Celtics in Boston. Matt Velasquez joins us on the aforementioned Great Midwest Bank hotline. Matt, good morning. Coach Velasquez, how are you? Hey, Matt. Hey. What's Matt? up? Yes, I'm here. Hi. Hey, Matt, the Bucks set the bar just so high last year that anything less than like being them being 3-0 and and blowing out teams by 20 points each game, I mean, anything less, they're going to be under the they're going to be under the microscope because of uh, last season? Yeah, I think so. I, I think that no matter what they do this year, um, people are going to compare it to last year. They're going to think that they should be at the same pace, at the same spot, at the same efficiency, um, all that same stuff. Um, and I think that in some ways that's valid. Obviously, you know, they, they banked on continuity. They, they brought back a lot of the same guys. Uh, you would think that they'd be able to um, pick it right back up, but you know there have been some changes. There are some new guys. There's some some chemistry to to you know build back up, and you know there's a lot of really good teams in the league. I think the league is more balanced this year, and you're gonna have you know tougher games on a night to night basis. Um, so there's gonna be you know maybe some regression or maybe some uh, adjustment time. But I think that right now uh, two and one is fine. They they haven't necessarily played their best, uh, which they're they're happy about considering that you know they want to improve over the course of the season they want to peak later um but there's definitely room to grow when you look at the schedule i we're trying to find the first game on it that they can lose and fans not freak out about they can't it can't be tonight you got to beat the celtics i think it's a summer league <laughs> can't be against orlando because they're no good and even if uh Giannis sits well then middleton has to step up can't be against the raptors can't be against the 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 uh, timberwolves so it's going to be a while they're two and one. They lose that game to the Heat, of course. They beat the Cavs. They beat Houston. They've got the Celtics tonight. Is there anything in these first three games in October, remember, when I don't think the season starts until at least round two of the Eastern Conference Finals? Is there anything that you've seen that you think should be a concern three games in to an 82 game schedule? Uh, nothing that's a, a huge concern, I don't think. I think they could definitely clean up. Uh, a little bit on their defense. With, and with that being said, like their defense so far has actually been uh, more efficient than last year when they had the best defense in the league. But that that's more of like fun with uh, small sample sizes th- than anything. I think they also need to, uh, you know, f- continue to figure out their half-court offense, um, find ways to, to generate uh, points and generate good looks. 
Uh, they're definitely doing some of that now, but they're they're certainly at their best when they're playing in, fast in tra- in transition. You know, they have the fastest pace in the league as of right now. They're at about five more possessions per game than they averaged last year. Uh, I assume that number will come down. Um, but the biggest thing for them will be, you know, improving in the half court, finding different guys who can create, who can, um, you know, move the defense around and, and generate open shots. Uh, and that's something that we may not see as much in the regular season because of the nature of opposing defenses in the regular season. Um, we all know how defenses change in the playoffs and get tighter and shots become harder to come by. Um, and so they'll have to, you know, in the, in the games where they do get slowed down, it is more a half-court game, those are the times we'll have to see more um, of, of what they, they're improving on or what they're trying to do. Um, but that's definitely more of a playoff issue. I, I've said it before, you know, the, this Bucks team, I feel like they have more uh, May and June questions than they do October, November questions, just with their continuity and, and what they've brought back. Um, but, you know, we still have to get to May and June first. And Giannis, I think, is going to have to pace himself uh, through the season, too. He, he he saw what it was like for the first time playing late in the schedule. He played to Memorial Day weekend last year. And, and you know, the preseason, God, it looked like he was playing those games like it was, uh, you know, he was playing in the playoffs. First two games that comes out this year, he scores 30 and 29. Looks like he took the the foot off the pedal a little bit Monday night. He had a 14-point night, played a nice floor game and all that, had to guard Kevin Love, but uh, didn't see the same intensity out of him Monday night as the previous games. I think you're right in that assessment. I think, you know, he, he definitely was trying to be less aggressive on defense, uh, more calculated as to where he was and where his hands were. Um, definitely an emphasis for him and for the whole team on, on not fouling, and I think he was taking that to heart uh, offensively. You know, he, he even said by the end of the game, you know, when he had a, a breakaway, looked like he had a wide-open dunk, he said, oh, I didn't have any legs left, you know, so I just handed it off to George Hill. Um you know, he also didn't necessarily know where Colin Sexton was on that play, but still, you know, I think that you know the combination of going deep in the playoffs, you know, having a really busy summer with promoting his shoe, um, you know, going back to Greece, playing in China with with the Greek national team, um, you know, he's he's had a really busy last year, and, and he's really pushed himself hard, and I think it'll be important for him um, to find that sweet spot uh, and being able to you know go hard when he, when he needs to go hard in games, but also um, you know, keep an eye on his on his health and on his um, his wind. You know, make sure he's he's rested uh, and ready to go because you know he knows and we all know that the most important part of this season comes in April. Talking with Matt Velasquez, Matt underscore Velasquez on Twitter. You can catch his work jsonline.com and in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel throughout the week on a new stand near you or right even to the front door of your home. How about that? What service? Matt, now we're three games in, and maybe, you know, the reason that I think I, I would say that some people are treating these games bigger than they are is it seems like the Bucks are kind of doing the same thing. I think they're, for the most part, these rotations are what you would expect a little later on. When are we going to get to the point where we see, like, more DJ Wilson, more Dante DiVincenzo? I, I figure that this season's going to be like, Hey, give these guys some run and know what you have and be ready for the the playoffs and and know what your best rotations, your best lineups are and not need to experiment with things once you get there. But for the most part, they haven't seen those guys. Am I just being too impatient when I want to see more Dante specifically? I think there's there's going to have to be some more patience. 
Um, you look at the Bucks guard rotation, and I don't know who you take out. Like, you know, coming off the bench, George Hill's been really good. Pat Connaughton has been really good. Both those guys are averaging like, you know, nine or more points a game. Um, then you add in Kyle Korver, and, you know, I, I can tell you that, that Dante DiVincenzo isn't going to shoot like Kyle Korver is. Um, and that's really what he's there for. And he's playing maybe more of the three, uh, but still, like, you know, he's there for a niche role, you know, to run that pick and roll or pick and pop with Giannis to shoot wide open shots. Um, you know, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a little while uh, for him, for Sterling, Sterling Brown, for, um, you know, for DJ Wilson to, to get in more games. I, I think injuries are always a part of any season. Guys are going to need some rest. Uh, players are going to get opportunities. You know, I saw those three guys, you know, plus, you know, Thanasis Adetokounmpo and Dragon Bender. They were they were running, playing five-on-five, five, uh, you know, pickup with, with assistant coach Charles Lee after practice yesterday uh, and a few of the, the video coordinators and things like that. You know, they, they all look good. They're all staying ready. Uh, they know what the situation is that they're in. Um, it's possible that they could, you know, be playing for a lot of other teams in the league right now and getting minutes. But, you know, the Bucks do have this depth um, that it's just not opening up the opportunity right now. But, you know, as Bud has proven in the past, those opportunities will come. Yeah, Pat Connaughton, I thought, made the most of his opportunity on Monday night, especially in that first half, man. He couldn't miss a shot. He'd come in there and he had... Uh, Finished with 17, 18 points, but most of those in the first half. Are we going to? Is that a a plan where he's going to come in and be more like that off the bench this year? More an important part of a guy coming off the bench, or was that like a one night thing? I think he's been doing it so far uh, in basically all three games. I mean, I remember in Houston, he was a big reason why they were, they were able to stay in that game early uh, because he had like ten or eleven points in that second quarter there. Um, you know, he he knows that his job is to bring energy off the bench, uh, and he definitely does that. You know, he's cutting around. He he's, you know, making the defense pay for just camping out around the three point line. Uh, and then when after going inside, he's been popping back out and he's shooting threes at a at a good rate. I think he's six of twelve so far this season. Um, just looks really you know comfortable and confident in everything he's doing right now. And you know that's what the Bucks need. They need somebody who can come in. You know, fit fit into a role while also you know a little bit of microwave scoring. That's that's not bad either. Talking with Matt Velasquez again, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, Matt underscore Velasquez on Twitter. Uh, I guess should we bring up? I mean, he's not Chris Paul. Look, he said he well, hey I would have got traded to Milwaukee. He said that this summer. Apparently, big deal. They got Giannis. They're in Eastern Conference Finals. They're NBA Finals contender. But there are a lot of people that see that and think, well, oh, yeah, go, if, if there's any interest, go and get him. I would think that he would almost make this team worse. Could the Bucks? would they be improved in any way with Chris Paul? If you, like, you're going to swap him for Bledsoe and contracts, whatever. Is this Bucks team better with Chris Paul? I I think that there's a reasonable path where they could be. Um, I think that if money were no object, uh, I think they, I would probably say yes. Um, but at the same time, $38.5 million this year, $41.3 million next year, $44 million guaranteed for the 2021-2022 season. That's the hang-up. You know, it, of course Chris Paul is interested in the Bucks. You know, he if he knows that he's in a position where he could get traded, uh, and obviously with those contract guarantees, he has no way to dictate where he's going to go. Uh, why wouldn't he say he'd want to go to the team that had the best record in the NBA, the MVP, the coach of the year, the executive of the year? Um, 
you know, to try to get a championship uh, in the twilight of his career. He's still a great player. He's shown that the past few years in Houston. Um, but paying for Chris Paul's 37-year-old season and at a $44 million price tag, um, that's it's kind of a deal breaker. And, you know, money is is an object. You know, I said, I said before, if money's no object, yes, he, he could make them better. But money is an object, and, you know, the, the amount of stuff you'd have to give just to match salaries to make a trade to get him um, would be pretty devastating to this roster. So, you know, I, I don't necessarily see uh, a world in which this could happen. Uh, the NBA has done crazier things, and, and maybe it could at some point. Uh, but it's it would be a, a major major move uh, for that to happen, and there would, there would definitely be uh, repercussions when it comes to having to give up a lot of guys off the roster. I mean, that, what that would say, because they wouldn't, they wouldn't want to pay the salary cap with Brogdon, yet they'd be willing to pay $44 million and for a 37-year-old Chris Paul down the road. Uh, that would be disaster. I don't see how financially they'd be able to do that. I just don't see how that'd be even possible. Even not only the trade, but fitting him in on the roster, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, no, it doesn't really make a ton of sense. Like they'd probably have to give up like yeah. Middleton uh, or some combination of like Bledsoe and Brook and and maybe more than that. I mean, giving up guys who I feel like will have more utility uh, and are under contract for more years mm-hmm. um, than, than Chris Paul, and it would basically just be like a, a panic uh, type, you know, move to try and do something now. Uh, it, it doesn't really make sense. I feel like you know when you have a a player who's on a max contract who is either up in age or like in John Wall's situation, you know, has been riddled with injuries. You know, those those contracts are just so hard to move uh, unless it is like a perfectly structured uh, deal or a team that's in like the exact right situation to take it on. And I don't think the Bucks have set themselves up uh, to be that team. And I don't think they want to be that team. I think they want this team that they have to be to be good enough. They believe it could be good enough. And you know, whatever ha- happens with Chris Paul, you know, go with God. Matt, appreciate it. We will follow you for your coverage. Matt underscore Velasquez. Have a good time at the game tonight, and we'll talk to you next week. See you, Matt. All right. All right, talk to you guys next week. Matt Velasquez. Normally we'll talk to him on Thursdays around 9 o'clock, changing some things up this week with uh, where the games are. But Matt Velasquez, you can always catch that again on Twitter. He's at Matt underscore Velasquez and JS Online. Com. He joins us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Looking to buy, build, renovate, or refinance in 2019? Look no further and call Great Midwest Bank today. Great Midwest Bank providing simply local common sense lending to your community since 1935. Well, it's a busy week. Yeah, I mean, look, at they they played Monday, Wednesday already. Then the weekend games. Friday, got to go down to Orlando. Saturday, back here against Toronto. For the second week of the season, man, that's a, that's a lot of running around for this early in the season. It's Chuck and Winkler. We are served up by Perkins. Do want to give a shout-out to Cajun Pete on Twitter. Cajun Pete tweets in, driving home from work and heard Bart mention that the Bart's Baby O' Baby Breakfast is only around for two more days. That's right, guys, today and tomorrow. I missed out on when you did the Bart's Breakfast Bonanza, so I had to make a pit stop on the way home. He tweets me this picture, and I don't think it could be cooked any better. He went with the two eggs, the hash browns. He's got the smoked sausage there. The sausage links, the pieces of bacon. He took the hash browns over the breakfast potatoes, and then he had his choice of the mammoth muffin toast or the three pancakes, and he went with the three pancakes. Look at that butter just melting on those pancakes, too. Doesn't that just, look good? Just the way I like it. Jeez, I, he might have sold me to go again today. Well, 
how good that looks. And then he also did send me a picture of the finished product, and he is oh. a proud member of the Clean Plate Club. Absolutely. Looks like he used a little ketchup, ketchup on the there. hash browns. <laughs> okay. little hot sauce on the eggs. Nothing wrong with the hot sauce on the eggs. Got a little cider order of salsa, it looks like, too. Yeah. Pete, that's the way to do it. The Bart's Baby O' Baby Breakfast It is all that food that we just mentioned for just $8.59. This is a special that Perkins has had for my baby, and it goes for a limited time. Tomorrow is the final day you can get that at Perkins. You guys can chime in, 799-1250. Do want to talk about the Packers a little bit here. Don't say they didn't do anything yesterday. Some moves were made. We'll talk to Ben Wurgle, some Badgers in 20 minutes. Chuck, there was a guy that emailed last week. Remember that? He emailed, and he said that you can't root for the Badgers. Yeah, he came after me because since I didn't go to the University of Wisconsin, uh, it was my fault they lost against Illinois, mm-hmm. and I cannot cheer. I cannot be excited about games because I I, I, I was in the UW system, but right. not Madison. Uh, he went on further to say you're stupid for going to Eau Claire. Okay. That you're not as smart as he is. Yeah. He also said that he could fight you at any time. Oh. And he also said that it was your fault. You put bad UW-Eau Claire uh, juju onto the, uh, mm-hmm. the the Badgers, and that's why they lost to Ohio State. He is emailed again regarding your thoughts on the Bucks, So I will read those for you coming up. Again, anything I read, he sent it in. I'm not making any of it up. So don't be mad at me. I'm just the messenger. Okay, that's fine. We'll have that coming up next. More from you guys, 799-1250. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.